Okay, so now we're going to do Sicha 46 and Vav. Can add a few other pieces at the end from the Kutimaran, and then we're going to see a uh, another another Sicha next week. I think that's going to connect to this. I'm just going to s- start slow, and then we'll see what uh, we can do. It's uh, something very very powerful. But we have to try to learn it as best as possible. So let's see. So he says like this. <clears throat> a person needs to guard his machshava a lot. Very, very careful with thinking thoughts. Why? Because from a machshava, a person can actually create something. So machshava can create. It's very powerful. Therefore, you must guard it. And he brings an interesting. He makes an interesting observation. It's a raya. It's a proof to what he's saying. He says like this. Or we'll see, actually. The question really is, is this a, what he's about to say, a proof to what he just said? Veda, you should know. As you go higher and higher within a person, from bottom to top, he yechola... <coughs> As you go higher and higher, you can reach and grab onto more and more things. What does that mean? He says, Kimala Mashal, for example. Im Haregel. Now, I think this Mashal, um, it's going to be one Indian, as we'll see, but I think it means much, much more than that. Kimal. He says, Lamashal. Im Haregel. Imagine take a, a football and you kick it. High. You can throw higher than you can kick. Unless you're a punter. For most people, they probably could throw higher than they could kick. Okay. Or let's say further. A person could probably throw further than he can kick, I would say. Mm -hmm. Most people. And if you go higher on the person, let's say you go to his mouth. You can scream further than you can throw. You can call to a person from very far away. You could speak very, very far away. Imagine you're on, even on top of, let's say, a mountain or something. You're screaming down to somebody. You, could, you definitely can't throw that far. So we're going to the mouth. Now he says he goes even higher. Hearing, ears, which is higher than the mouth. You can hear sounds even further than you can scream. A gunshot. If, hear, if there was a gunshot mile, uh, miles away, people are now, you know, people, they're hearing the explosions uh, mm-hmm. over in Israel from miles away as we blow up, rightfully so, Hamas positions. You can't scream that far, but you can hear that far. So as we get higher and higher, you see the power is even more. Right? We're not done yet. What's after hearing? Seeing. You could see even further than you could possibly hear. Because imagine, for one, one, one posture of examples, imagine standing on a mountaintop and you're just looking at a huge amount of land, miles away. But even greater than that, what's the greatest thing you can see with your eyes? Look up to Shemaim. See the clouds. That's 
That's the highest. So you see, as you go higher and higher in the body, you can attach yourself in a certain way. I don't know exactly what to say. You kick a ball high, you can throw it even higher. You could speak even further than that. You can hear even further than that. It's like and a gradual you can, progression. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Each thing which is higher in retrospect to the one below it, it can reach, it can has more energy, it can go further, however you want to say it. But machshava in the head, which is higher than the eyes, even he gavoa mahot. It's the highest. Lamai lamenakol. It's above all else. V'chol lahasig will hagil lamala mala, and it can reach the highest. Alkain tzrichin l'shamramod, because it can reach so high. Therefore, you should guard it. Okay. So some parts here unclear. First of all, he says you have to start off by guarding your machshava. Then he says, why? Because your machshava can create something. Good. Then he went to a mashal, showing like we just said, the higher you go, the more powerful, the more it can be masig. And then he gets to the machshava, the mind, and he just says it's the highest. It can be masig even more than the eyes can see. It doesn't say exactly what that is. And he says, therefore you should guard it. What exactly what are, we are we talking about? Right. What is it that it can create? What are we guarding it from? So, just to start off, it's interesting just to pay attention to this mashal of the of the of Rabbi Nachman. As we as a, as we go higher and higher in the person, and there's more ability to reach further, it's also this at the same time. If you paid attention to the mashal, something else is happening. What's the difference between the legs, the hands, and the ears and the eyes? And well, then ultimately the machshava. I mean, you're starting at the bottom. Yes, yeah. that's that's in, we're talking about physically starting from the bottom and moving it its way up. Right. There's more right. ability, but we're also going not just in the ability how far it can reach, legs being the shortest distance to say, and the machshava being the furthest. We're also going in terms of um, from physical to non-physical. The feet and the arms are the very physical. You're kicking a ball. You're throwing mm-hmm. a ball. Let's say. And your dibur, your right. mouth, right. dibur you can hear but you can't see, right? So it's somewhat in this world and somewhat not in this world. Then you have the ears that can hear, it hears sounds, but you can't also can't see it. So it's connected. Dibur and shmir is just one, the opposites. And you have re'iya, which is not even sounds at all. It's just that it can see whatever's there. We're getting more sublime, like less physical as we go higher and higher to the machshava where it's... Yeah, it's, not how it's, it's more spiritual and less... It's more spiritual right. and less gashmis, yeah. right? And then you get to the machshava, there's nothing there at all. You could think things that are well above what you could see. You could think about space. You could think about things that are not even objects. They're ideas. They're concepts. Right. They're not even physical at all. So you see how Kaddish Baruch built the person... There's more power, and where's the more power? When it gets less physical. Interesting, right? It reminds me, there's, an, there's a, an amazing Dvar Torah, if you could save it for the Seder, that uh, the Maharal says that when, when a Kaddish Baruch Hu was um, bringing the Eser Makos, the Ten Plagues, in Mitzrayim, at the Tachlis, the purpose of the Ten Plagues, was to show, Ani Hashem I am God, and I'm in, amidst the land. I'm here. I'm not just, uh, I created the world and I left it to be. 
This power said, Mi Hashem, Hashem, Who is this God that I should listen to him? So Kaddish Baruch says, I'll show you. And then he goes down, right? Blasting them away one by one. The Maral makes an amazing observation, very similar to this. He says, if you pay attention to the Makos, the Makos was supposed to show power on the world, that there's a creator of the world who created everything. So he says, Kaddish Baruch systematically, carefully, everything is with, the, with God, it's, it's perfect. And he shows how from top to bottom, from bottom to top, really, everything is him. How? Look at the bottom. Dam, the water. Tzardeya is coming, frogs from the water onto the ground. Kinim, right on top of the ground. Aruv are wild animals. Dever was wild animals that died from a plague. So they fell down. It was like a plague that hit them. Shechin is hitting man. Man's even higher than animals. Mm-hmm. Right? Barod is hail that was coming from Shemaim. Arbe, he brings a riot that came from even above the clouds. It's even above the Barod. Choshech hits the sun, Mamish. Mm-hmm. And Makas Bechor is his total spirituality. It's not for anything physical at all. It's just, it's just people dying. See, from bottom to top, slowly but surely, Kaddish Baruch is showing power in the world that there is a God and he runs the world. Amazing. Similar to this. Same exact concept. Same exact concept. Same, same Everything same. is exactly... Cre- everything is, that's what it is. Yeah. So, the mind, the mind is, is something that's Lamailam and Atavo. Which is a crazy thing. The brain, even though you can, there's science behind the brain, the brain is, has a physicality to it, but the thinking that we, that we go through is Bechlal not in this world. So, it's a weird thing. Meaning? Thinking, thinking. Okay. What is thinking? How do you, you could put my voice on a recorder, mm-hmm. I could see things, but you can't see what I'm thinking. It's in a place that's not in this world. It's Again, it's in somehow it's in the brain, however that means. It's here, but it's mamish not here. Right. Like physically in theory, too, it's not really right. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't you can't put my brain on a you can't put my thoughts on a screen. I don't I don't right. think they could do that yet. I don't know. Not yet. It's not dependent on anything physical at all. It transcends. It transcends. I could think about, again, I think about concepts, I could think about ideas that are nothing. I could think about the bottom of the ocean, which I've never seen. I could think about the, the outer space. I could think about malachim. I, that doesn't mean I have to necessarily visualize them. I can imagine these things, or in a, in a, in a thinking type way. So Rabbi Nachman is saying, of course it's clear that how powerful, how powerful the machshava can be. And in a very simple way, he says, therefore you have to guard it. Right? If something is so powerful... And we don't even know the, what, the, what the power can be necessarily. But if you have to guard it, to guard it, to, guarding means two things. Number one, you don't want outside things getting in. Right? You have the wrong type of things getting into your mind. It can mess you up. Like offensive. Yeah, what you, what you, yeah. what you allow in. It's like you, you let in like a drip, a drop of something. Like it's already in there. Like we just think like macro, big level. Like don't let in the big things or the really damaging things. But it's like the slightest. Yeah, I was talking about the news. I was talking about the news. Mm-hmm. The news is, is letting things in that are that that's it's bad. It could be very very bad. You're very very detrimental to a person's life, and he doesn't even realize it. Well, what could be wrong? It's uh, it's the news. It's first of all, it's, you know, it's not sure, right. true. Right. Also, it's it's very often it's 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 not happy things. It's 
death. It's killing. It's all this bad stuff. You know, everybody's so careful about telling their kids not to play the video. Not everybody's careful, but there's a thing. Don't play violent video games because it'll make you a violent person. So then why does an adult think that he's he's better off? It doesn't mean he's going to listen to the news and try to go kill somebody. But it could be that in in Panemius, in, in his own in his own world, he can become very depressed. He can become a very angry person inside. So in the last few weeks, more anxious. But if you're watching the news in every clip and graphic, and they're going to be much more anxious. Yeah. I've spoken to people, very very anxious. They're very very nervous. They get worried. Like, why'd you have to watch that? Your life wouldn't have been any different. I mean, it would have been much better had you not watched that. Yeah. It's like disconnecting from the physical, or just like the stuff that we have no control over. It makes no practical difference in our everyday. It's correct. And we have to guard it. We have to guard our thinking. We want it to be pure. Then we make then we make wrong decisions. Then we make mistakes at home. We make mistakes at work. You know, a person who has anxiety, stress, because of what he allowed in, he can't think straight. He can't make proper decisions. And number two, because of the guard, guarding it also means how we use it. Right? How do we use our mind? What are we using it for? Right? You have sometimes a person uses his mind like a love in Harasha and he's using it to manipulate people and to trick people. Mm-hmm. So that's not that's not appropriate. Now what we have to get to, and this is the this is really the, the Ikanakuda, and this is why we really need to guard it, because Rami Nachman said a line Kiamachshava, the first line, Kimi Machshava Yochalios Nasa Dovrichiuni Mamish. From Machshava a person can create something. Now what does that mean? You can almost create something. So to get to get us started, and then we're going to see two pieces in in the Kutimran, and then we have to still continue with a piece next week. Maybe when everybody's back around, we'll have to chaz over a little bit. But and this is trying to connect to what he was saying because again, I ask the question. Menachem starts off by saying you have to guard your machshava. Why? Because it can create. That's what he said. Then he brings this whole marshal of the kicking and the, and the throwing it. What does that marshal have to do with the mind being able to create something? Right? The eyes can see really far, and the mind is even higher than that. It's so powerful that it could... He didn't say what, but right, we explained. It could think about concepts. It could think about things that are not in existence. Higher than the Shemayim, lower than the, the depths. But how does that prove anything about creating? Right? You hear the question? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to start off by saying, Akshav has to be guarded because it can create. That brings all Masha. Where do you see anything that it, could, it can create? I mean, once we generally put their thoughts into action, really. That's what it means? Is that what it means? Mamish? Maybe. What, that he thinks about doing something and then he ends up doing it? Ends up doing it, or... You know, like acts on what is that? But is that what the marshal was talking about? Well, the marshal was like makshava, and then it like trickles down or trickles up, I guess. Um, you know better. No, it's just you know. I always like to to ask questions um, on Sirasaran and in the Kutaran, trying to really understand like what he, how did he get from one point to the next point. Again, Machshava creates. Yeah. Where did he get that from? I mean, where the see, initially came in. No, no, meaning, meaning where did he, how does he know that? Where does he get that from? So it sounds like he's bringing it from this marshal. Mm-hmm. Some part of the, 
of the sugya here. It's going to be a sugya. We're not done yet. We're just beginning. Some part of the sugya is from this mashal, which he proved to us that the mind isn't the most powerful. That's, that's what I got. But where does he make the jump, the connection to, and it can create? That's, what I'm, that's, the, that's the gap I'm looking for. Basically, the mind is all encompassing. Um, it has the potential to do anything. Hey, that's a very generic. You know. So it's just the beginning, just the beginning. When the Kodesh created the world, okay, there was before us, before tables and recorders and stuff, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. We called Ein, Ein Sof. It's just the infinite God Himself. As he constricted himself, okay, that's a whole long understanding, but as he, uh, oh, in the open sense, he constricted himself. He never really constricted himself. God is here infinitely as he was then. But as he constricted himself in the revealed sense, and he allowed there to be other stuff, so that's called yesh me'ayin. You've heard that concept? Yesh means something, me'ayin, from nothing. Right? He's the only one who could do that. Nowadays, I'm sorry, nowadays, even all the things that they create in laboratories had to come from something in, in Gashmias. They took sand and they, I don't know, whatever they made with it, or they, they, they made chemicals in the lab or, or plastics, and it's yesh, miyesh it's called. Everything in this world that's created comes from another yesh. Even pills and powders and stuff right. that people might be dealing with. Well, it has to go back to a source. It has to come from so, some source. Yeah. Now, so therefore, Kaddishwab was the only one who could really create Yesh Me'ai, something from nothing. But since the Baruch who created man in his likeness and his image, he gave us a similar koach that we also create something from nothing. Ah, I just told you that everything in this world is yesh yesh. So where do we see a concept of yesh me'ayin? So I think, again, just to start, this is what Rabbi Nachman is bringing from the Masha. Because when a person gets to eyesight, which is the highest, well, not yet, but it's one of the highest, he's at the very, be- at the very least, he's seeing something. Something, yesh. But when you get to the mind, the mind can conjure up nothing. Not that it's not thinking about anything, but it can think about things. Everything in this world has to be a yesh. I'm not changing that. But there are things in this world that are comparatively, they're nothing. An idea, a concept, is really a nothing compared to the clouds. The clouds are just the most pure, pristine, like, simple thing in this world it's still physical versus a concept how do you define a concept it's not tangible it's not tangible so it's like I so a person can think about that a person can create from his from his thinking yesh me'ayin he's able to create things from that that world of ayin okay that's right this already goes back to the show about the mind right hmm? Then it connects back where we started with the mind. Then it connects to the mind, that the mind can create things. Yesh me'ayin. Okay? From concepts, 
which is like ayin, to an actualized like thing, yesh. But it's even more than that. And this is where Rabbi Nachman talks about something that you may have heard of before. People are talking. It's, coming, it's becoming more and more popular. Rabbi Nachman spoke about it, and we're going to have to delve into it. And we're going to start now, and we're going to continue on Emirtisham next week. I already know. Mm-hmm. Some people make a mistake, and they, and they connect this to Bitachon. It's, I don't think it's anything with Bitachon at all. It's a koch in this world. Rabbi Nachman says, Kuf Tzadik, I think it's Gimel, Kuf Tzadik Gimel, Os Aleph, in the Kutimran. He says, Da, no, Shamachshava Yesh Latok of Gadol. Machshava is very powerful. If a person strengthens his mind and focuses very much on something in this world, he can create it to be. You can manifest. It's like willing something. You can will something into existence. That's what Rabbi saying. Some people use it with bitachon. It's not bitachon. It's a different kach. If a person really, really powerfully focuses his machshavas on having money, he can have it. Now, of course, it's not, it's not so simple because everybody thinks about money all the time and they don't have money. Again, we're just starting slow. But there's a Rebbe says. So too with everything. Rak, shama. But he says, he gives it, he, first of all, he gives a little bit of a, a kinetur. Right? Sounds very easy. I could just think about money, Kodesh Baruch Hu. You're the creator of all the money. Please allow there to be money coming into my pocket. I'm visualizing the client coming and just giving me money. And then a big check comes the next day. And a big day. check comes the next day. Yeah. And it can be. However, he makes, he makes one condition. I'm going to read the words. Tell me if you, if you could understand what he's saying. Rock, however, Shamachshava tia bebitl kol hahargashas. Your machshava needs to be bebitl, nullified mm-hmm. from all emotions. I mean, if somebody's giving, this one giving oneself completely over, the one's not in control over the outcome or results whatsoever, but it's the emotional element of like, First of all, that's a very important nakuda. At the end of the day, there's a Rebona Shalom. Right. Nobody can make something come out of thin air if a Kaddish Baruch doesn't want it. Right. This, if this works, it's only coming because a Kaddish Baruch allows it to be. That we can never forget. But there's a tool here. We have to understand this, that the machshava that we're doing, that we're utilizing here, has to be free from all regish, all emotion, all emotional attachment. And generally all taivas and all gaivas has to be pure. We're guided by your emotions. Usually. We don't need to be. That's, that's Not that intellect, we're, but... We're guided by our emotions when, when we haven't worked on ourselves. Right. Then we just follow after our heart. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily appropriate. Because it could be that that heart is filled with taivas and gaivas and kinas, right? Arlis alev. It has klipas all over the heart. We don't really want to follow that heart. We want to have the mind, purify the heart, and then follow the heart. When the heart is clean, ah, then, that's, then that transcends. Transcends even logic. Right? It becomes more of the place of Imuna, and you just know what to do. So this makshava has to be nullified from all ragish. 
So now I'm sure how many people are still going to be able to manifest? We go down to like 1%. <laughs> right. So it's not so simple that a person can... So if a person wants, wants money, desires money for some ulterior motive, it's not going to go. Right. If he's desperately seeking money because he has no money, he's filled with regish, filled with emotion, it's also not going to go. It has to come from a pure place. It's like it has to be completely stripped down to like the core of the yeah. military or motives or it's just pure. It's almost. pure. So that that's going to take that's not so posh. That, that needs to come from a, a, a pure heart. That needs or it needs to be a special segula that a Kodesh decides that you're going to become obsessed with some kind of thought just because a Kodesh decided and then you'll be able to manifest something. I think you're thinking for good though. Probably, if it's, yeah, it's not going to be able to come for bad. There is another concept, and we might have to throw this in next week a little bit. If the Gemara says, and the way that a person wants to go, he's taken. So it sounds that also you can manifest in a certain way, but it also says that in a bad way. If a person wants to go to good, he'll be taken to good. If he wants to go to bad, he'll go to bad. Now you have the artist, you can also throw in all these new concepts called the laws of attraction, right? You're thinking good thoughts, good things are going to happen. You think bad thoughts, bad things are going to become magnetically pulled to you. It's temporary. It, can only, it doesn't, not, it doesn't have that lasting power. It doesn't have that lasting power. Very interesting you, think you say that because look at the next Marmakum in Rabbi Nachman. Godol Yikras HaMachshava no Deliata. Says Rabbi Nachman, the preciousness, the great preciousness of Machshava was just made known to me. He's like talking about it. It's like, I, I just, something happened in his head, and he's like, wow. Thinking is amazing. Machshav is very, very precious. You can create full things. Full things, mamish. That can be created and last forever and ever. That can last through all the olamas. Not like the temporary type of laws of attraction or that. This is not the same thing. This is something much more powerful. This is real. It's not fleeting. No, this is you can manifest actual realities, mm-hmm. actual money, actual stuff, and it could be also spiritual. Also, a person can manifest davening, dveikus, Torah learning. I don't know what the Vachuli is, as long as the Kaddish Baruch wants it. But so that's thinking, Machshava. But he goes and he says something more. Vachachma, wisdom itself, Yaker Yoser. Wisdom is even more precious than Machshava. Ki Machshava hu sha'ola al Machshava to Levat. Machshava, which is thinking, comes into the brain, you think about it, and then it leaves. It's, it's, a, it's a power of the brain. It's a mice of the brain. Right, so when it's when you're thinking, great, and when you're not thinking, you're rest. We're always in some way thinking, but it's some 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 thinking is real thinking, and some is just going about your day in a very automated, robotic mm-hmm. thinking type of way. So so Machshav is very good, but Chachma is even more than that. Why? Because Chachma wisdom is built; it's a system that has been built over time from many Machshavas. Right. It's like building a house, right? right? Uh, the metal or the, the, the wood of the house is very, very powerful. But it's not as powerful as building the actual house. So 
when I'm thinking, 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 and working through different inyanim in my life, a piece of wood here, metal here, I'm banging it together. But you can't compare thinking to wisdom. That's, that's it's like taking that thought and like down, bringing it down into like actual application in real life. Right? It doesn't have to no. be necessarily actualized in real life necessarily, okay. but it can be that it's, it's built a structure in your head. You have a, a process. You have a working understanding of things that was based on a thousand thoughts that mm-hmm. got you to that place. Again, it's like a, it's like a, a door versus a building. So you're saying that machshavos are more are not as smart as are not as useful as as knowing things as like wisdom. What's the Hebrew words for? Not as not useful, but it it's not as it's not as powerful. It's not as uh, well built. Machshavos is one. Wisdom is is a whole. Structure. I think like Makshava though is almost you know, like a prerequisite. Like there is no Khafamar Das without having that initial foundation of Prashtas, yeah. yeah. Even though there there are can be sometimes, that's not true. There are can be sometimes. Sometimes the Kurdish Bokh can just drop Khachmas in your head. That's really that's a that's that that comes up a lot um, in the parshas of building the Mishkan. That there's no way that these people who were living in the time and slaves knew how to build Kalim. How did it happen? Sternabon writes and Bitsal and it. Could have just dropped the Chachma to their head. They never thought about it. So sometimes Chachma is built mitata le'ela, meaning we down here build Chachma through our, our machshavas, mm-hmm. learning and thinking and being misboning. And then we build these bigger structures, le'ela. And sometimes the, machsh, the, the Chachma can possibly just drop from Shemayim. Uh, and it happens, I'm sure everybody has it, they don't even realize sometimes. Sometimes you just get a, a thought that you never thought about before, it just pops into your head. Like an aha moment. Right? Like an aha moment that was really had no reason really can come in, and it was really, it's a big, it's not just one nikuda, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So that's coming, that's Chachma, and that's much bigger. Chachma is a binyan, it's a building of Chachma, that's built in his mind, it's very, very precious. The Iker Hadavar, the main thing is, says Rabbi Nachman, Shia Be'emes. Has to be Be'emes. Right? So that's, he's giving another qualification. If you want to be able to manifest things in this world, not only do we have to get the Machshava to be Mivato Shakol Regashas, you have to have pure thought without any emotion, and also has to be Be'emes, which is very similar in a certain way, but it also adds Nakudas. Has to be very, very yasher. Has to be very, very. Yeah, now, of course, there's the classic expression of you know. The there's the truth, the objective MS, and art. You know, someone's truth. You know, but again, I think that incorporates emotion, and that's the hardest thing to separate. Issue, yeah, yeah. This MS is MS Lamito. Right. It's not bullshit. But a person has to try. To, MS will come. Um, it will more easily come when you're mevatel all your emotions. Because emotions are lav dafka the emes, it might be the emes, but it might not be the emes. It's lav dafka the mo- right. The heart is not built on logic. Logic is logical, so I can work through to get to the emes. But heart could just—it's just a reaction, and it might not be aligned with the truth. So right, so to manifest, you need two major things. There is more, and we'll we'll build it up a little bit more. Even a person who makes a chiddush, a very simple chiddush, in pshat and understanding very simple texts, chumash, 
who gamkin davar galamod. It's a very very big thing to have a chiddush, to have a, have a nice thought. It's very very big. Don't don't minimize it. But sarach gamkin shebeemes, but it has to be beemes. Has to be beemes. Korov Hashem lechol korov. Hakadosh is close to everybody who calls upon him. Lechol asher yikruhu beemes. Only if you call upon him beemes, then he'll be there. Because the chosim of Hakadosh Baruch the stamp of Hakadosh Baruch is emes. You want to be you want to be manifest things. Now again, it's only with the Kaddish Baruch has to be Bamis. It's be Bamis. I think you brought up Lish last week. Um, like MS is like there's Amuna to Amuna Midos and yeah. uh, Tefillah yeah, Torah. Yeah. Special Tevis. Mm-hmm. MS Amuna Midos and Torah Tefillah. So he finishes off. Rabbi Nachman says, again. Even being Meshachad is something in the Peshat, it's who Gamkin Dover Golomot is a very big thing. But it's a Gamkin Shebemis, but it has to be Bemis. But Gamlehefich, but the opposite is also true. Kishu below Emis, if your thinking and your Chachma is built not from Emis, Nasim and a Gamkin Dover Golomot, you're going to create things the opposite. Right? You're going to manifest a world of lies. Right? So we we have to keep we have to really build on this. Um, this is just the beginning, I think, about how, this concept of manifesting. Because it's very, it could be very powerful. You know, when he says you can really create something with your mind. Mm-hmm. Your mind is so powerful; it creates from from ayin to yesh. Manifesting is also the union of ayin to yesh. Not that it's creating new money that was never in the world, but it's creating a pesach, an opening, and a pathway from something that wasn't there before. Let's just say the money thing. The guy's thinking money in, in according to all the rules or in Nachman. And then somehow a guy just calls him and says, Hey, I think I owe you a thousand dollars. And you're like, No, you don't. And he's like, Yeah, no, I think I owe you a thousand dollars. And he just gives you a thousand dollars. It's Yesh Mayai. Yesh, the money came from from Ayin. It, it wasn't supposed to be. That's not, it wasn't even true. But it's possible to manifest. And it all comes from the Koch of the mind, which is Lamailam and Ateva, right? Connecting to the Kaddish Baruch's ability to create yesh me'ayin, something from nothing. So to we in our mind have the ability to create something from nothing, whether it's from concepts and ideas, which is ilu nothing, to actualize reality. Or, like we're saying here, the manifest, something that is not here right now, currently here, but you can bring that into the world, into your personal world. That type of manifesting needs to be done with two, at least two conditions. Number one, the thinking has to be very, very powerfully focused without any emotions and any emotional attachment, any emotional right, uh, expectations, any of that stuff. And also it has to be aligned with the emis. That's the, so with those two things, that's the beginning. Next week, we're going to see uh, another Sikh and Sikh Saran. Samach Beis, who brings a few more points about this manifesting. I think I'm calling it manifesting. I think that's what he means. Um, we try to look into it a little bit more, and but hopefully we could build uh, this sugya out just from the words of Rabbi Nachman. He adds a little bit here, a little bit there. We don't have to go outside of him, but uh, we'll see what comes out uh, with next week. Mitzvah.